show. Obviously, you're not a golfer. What kind of beer do you like? Heineken! Fuck that shit! Pops, blue ribbon! You take drugs, Danny? Every day. Good. So what's the problem? I don't know. Money, 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 money! I drink your milkshake! I drink it up! Son of a bitch. Stole mine. You're a cantaloupe. <laughs> Welcome back. WTM, watch this movie. I'm your host, Eric Mulder. Eric, he is a bad, bad man. Joined once again by Mr. Alex the Bicep Jones. You're back. <laughs> you all right? I can't hear. Did you play it? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm back. <laughs> beef jerky time. You want some beef jerky? <laughs> Beef jerky time, indeed. <laughs> it's your new clip. Yeah, it's fucking baller. <laughs> I had the, the thing going. No more to let him watch. No, Bernthal had to put him to the side. <laughs> we'll bring him back, though. I saw Baby Driver, so he, he's not slowing down <laughs> with good stuff. So, beef jerkies. We're riding beef jerky probably for several years. <laughs> Through mm-hmm. the rest of the decade. Yeah. Well... Stinks what? in here. I haven't been in here in a while. <laughs> smells like failure. <laughs> like the talent left the fucking program. Is that so? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lots happened since you've been here. You got married. Yeah. You finally did it. I felt like I also had to come back because I didn't listen to any of the episodes, but I'm sure Brett was just constantly incorporating wrestling into every episode. So we had to break it up. Well, one or two of them, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, your wedding was a uh, quite the success. It was a smash. Had the fucking table numbers, movie quotes rocking. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. Yeah. So explain your thinking behind that. You're just like you and Sam were just thinking, hey, let's put a bunch of like romantic movie quotes. On yeah, the we're like, let's do. Uh, you know, you set up table numbers, and we've seen different stuff at tables for it before. And, you know, because we both love movies, we're obviously when we start to involve me more, <laughs> start thinking creatively about shit, it's like, eh, how can I incorporate a uh, movie quote into something? <laughs> <laughs> Much like your speech, you wanted to probably pump in some movie quotes, then you went, it'd be lost on just about everybody. Yeah. Uh, but the table number, that was kind of her idea, but we kind of threw together a huge, we had a shitload. We had a big old spreadsheet full of rom-coms. Initially, we just started at movies, like which movies would be good to incorporate, and some of them we knew the quotes right away. And then we had to research, make sure you had the exact quote, and then we just started getting rid of them because I forget how many tables we had, 15, 14 or 15? We probably had about 40-something quotes to start with. Mm -hmm. So we had to go through and start dumping ones. But got Pulp Fiction in there. Mm-hmm. So that was key. <laughs> and you had a Pulp Fiction cupcakes. Pulp Fiction cupcakes. Honey bunny cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was pretty sweet. Sam saved all of them. I don't know what she's going to do with them. I think she's going to 
turned them not into a scrapbook or anything like that, but she had uh well, except for table eleven. So if table whoever's sitting at table eleven, if you're listening, <laughs> we're missing your your movie quote. Fucking assholes. But apparently, people are walking around reading them and shit like that. What so quote was eleven? I don't remember. Is that, I, I have it, to look it up. I always love the uh, Empire Strikes Back one. The I love you. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Uh, Pulp Fiction was good. Uh, we had Princess Bride on there. Braveheart. We worked Braveheart in. <laughs> <laughs> you could have put Braveheart and then like parentheses, basketball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should have did Braveheart at one table and then basketball at another one. I love you. Always have. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty sweet. Pretty Got all turned up. Sweet. Got turned up. Ripped up the dance floor. Downtown St. Paul. Yep. That was a pretty good time. And then you went to San Diego. Well, you went on your honeymoon, mm-hmm. Aruba, and then you went to San Diego. Yep. Like a week late after you got back. Yeah. You just like been a- jet setting across the world. I'm trying to maintain this tan, dude. Right? There's <laughs> a sweet bronze going on from Aruba. So I'm just trying to trying to keep it going. And there you go. I could I could use some of that myself. <coughs> on the regular. Well, it's about 40 degrees outside now. Yeah. Fucking Minnesota. Oh, the soda. Oh, you betcha, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you're back. So we should probably get back in the swing of things. Swing it. Let's talk a little, a little bit of film news. Just touch on it briefly. Uh, since you've been gone, a lot of things have been said about Mr. Harvey Weinstein. No, I haven't heard anything. <laughs> <laughs> been under a rock the past three weeks. <laughs> Yeah, I've heard a little bit. Uh, are you surprised? <laughs> no, one bit. <laughs> uh, I more enjoy, I don't know, this goes back to something I said before about celebrities. And before I think I made a comment about celebrities like champing the cause to raise awareness for something. And mm-hmm. they're millionaire, not all of them, but most of them are rich beyond belief and they could do a lot more if they really wanted to whatever uh this one i mean the weinstein thing was quote unquote the most open secret in hollywood so i mean i i i feel like in the movie biz so we do this because we love movies now because we love celebrities so i don't care (laughs) uh in the movie biz i think a lot of people put up with certain things to get ahead Mm -hmm. until you're in a place that you don't have to anymore. So I think the one thing I had also read, I didn't read a shitload into this. You know, you just can't avoid it in most areas, but like Brad Pitt confronting him at some movie thing uh, about who was he dating at the time? Gwyneth Paltrow in 96 when she received the title role of Emma. Right. Brad Pitt can do that Mm -hmm. because it's Brad Pitt. (laughs) Like mm. even in '96, he wasn't. And, he was on the up and up. He was big enough at the yeah. time that he's in a certain category where he doesn't. He can talk shit to somebody if he wants. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are very few, I feel like, that fall in that category. So Weinstein is probably the most powerful dude in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I, one of them, if not. I mean, he's he's a producer. He makes everything happen. Uh, so I think a lot of people put up with it, and a lot of people knew what was going on. 
maybe there was reports, uh, but I feel like probably not nearly as much as there should be. So obviously it's still and it's very unfortunate, and you're glad that he got busted at least. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, different celebrities coming out like, that's unheard of, and this and that's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> where were you before when I came out? I don't know. Because they, you put your neck on the line if you want to shame him years ago, maybe, and you don't have point blank evidence, and maybe the, you know, the victim doesn't want to come front. I get it, but I don't know. That's what pisses me off the most about this thing is all the money and fame, man. Money well, and fame will it'll make people compromise more values than, especially celebrities, compromise a lot more values than probably they would care to admit. People are talking about like, oh, I never thought this was going on. And just shut the fuck up. Yeah, you did. <laughs> maybe so. So there's no absolutes in almost anything. So maybe some of them didn't. But eh. let's put it this way: I've been to California <laughs> once in my life, uh, 17 years ago, and I knew Harvey Weinstein was a piece of shit. <laughs> uh, now the allegations of rape. Um, for one, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. B, would I have suspected rape? No, not necessarily. I would. I knew that he bragged about having sex with a lot of actresses openly, like at dinner parties. People like, talk about how you know promiscuous he was with actresses, and like people, he would brag about it to everyone at the dinner table. Yeah, would everybody be listening to him at you know meetings, luncheons, all this stuff? And it was it was known that he was. You know, you want you want a part in a movie, you know, just go on a date with Harvey. Right. I guess that, it depends on what the definition of rape is. <laughs> California. Yeah. <laughs> um, Forever. So, I mean, I can understand if people are like, yeah, I didn't know that he was raping women, if that's what he was doing. But um, they knew he was a piece of shit and nobody gave a fuck. No. Because you're still making money and you're still moving ahead. And like uh, Matt Damon and George Clooney were on like Good Morning America or something the other day, because I think they have a movie coming out. I forget what they're doing, but they were on there together. Suburbicon. Matt Damon's in that. I don't know if Clooney's in that. Maybe. Could be. Cohen's. I think Michael Strahan was interviewing him. Okay. (laughs) I think. (laughs) And then uh, so he's asking him about Harvey, and you know Clooney's like, "No, I had no idea." talk about well i knew he was a bully you know you only had to spend five minutes with harvey to know that he was a bully but i didn't know he basically said he didn't know anything about like the harassment and sure rape and all that stuff it's like plenty you knew fucking everything <laughs> don't give me that shit why do you say he knew everything because he worked with them so much yes yeah and matt damon matt damon admitted that he knew um the allegations against i forget what uh against gwyneth paltrow because ben affleck had told him that Hmm. So not even from Brad Pitt, from Ben Affleck, who dated Gwyneth Paltrow after. Sure. So all these fucking people know, and that's just from one actress. Yeah. So you have all these actresses who are being harassed or abused or, or assaulted, and they're telling the close people around them. Maybe they're not telling everyone. They're not making news stories out of it. Right. But they tell their circle of friends, and those circle of friends gets pretty gossipy, you know. Mm-hmm. Six degrees of separation. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. And that's just the people who've heard allegations from him. Now, how about all the people that work with Harvey and how he talks around them? 
Yep. Like I said, how he brags about having sex with actresses. Mm-hmm. How Clint Which, I mean, he, isn't illegal. Yeah. I mean, just because you didn't have sex with an actress. Yeah. But, yeah. But if Clooney knows he's a bully and he's having sex with a lot of actresses, and it's like, no, I think he was always he was always a stand-up guy behind yeah. closed doors with women. <laughs> no, shut up. <laughs> he's full of shit. Uh, That's why I was, I was people, worried about when this came out, one of the thing I was pissed off most about it was like, well, our favorite filmmaker, Quentin Tarantino, Tarantino, yeah. Quentin Tarantino, he uh, his whole career he kind of owes to Harvey. He's worked with him all the way up through, I know at least through Django Unchained. I'm not sure about Hateful Eight, mm-hmm. but I'm like he's gonna have some fucking explaining to do. Well, didn't he have a tweet or something saying he knew? Something well, he had or... a tweet initially saying, you know, kind of like, you know, I'm saddened, shocked by the news, blah, blah, blah. I will speak more about this in, tr- in you know, a short period of time. Mm-hmm. Trying to process this, blah, blah, blah. And then he did an interview with, I think it was the New York Times, somebody. And yeah, he, uh, he talked about how, yeah, I knew more than what I did. You know, I should have done more. I, I could have done, he said, Mir Servino, when he was dating her in the mid-90s, she told him a similar story about uh harvey assaulting her and at the time he was kind of like well harvey's friends with me and he knows you're my girlfriend now so he knows you're off limits that type of thing yeah it's the thing where it's but he it becomes the thing where it's like that's just how he is yeah in some of these cases i guarantee a lot of people brush it off because it's like wow that's just how harvey is Mm -hmm. he's like alfred hitchcock (laughs) today yeah (laughs) Like Tippy Hedren talking about how Hitchcock <laughs> is. The more you read about him, and you he's, pretty, keep, he's kind of you look at it again, you're like, "Hey, he's kind of rapey a lot." Rest <laughs> actress was like constantly <laughs> cheating on his wife. Yeah, but I'll give Quentin credit for owning up to it and saying, "Yeah, I fucked up. I should have done more." At least admitting that he yeah, yeah, should have yeah. done something. Where Most of these fuckers will just play the game of like, well, it hurts stuff, but I didn't know anything concrete. <laughs> yeah. or, and they'll, they'll they'll ride that out until this kind of dies, and they'll be fine, and that's just how it works. So, yeah, they give him a little more credit. but Yeah, so people uh, they, are saying that, and like Meryl Streep, I haven't heard a peep out of her. I think there's one, there's a, some quote from her, she called Harvey a god or something like that. Plus, there's her giving a standing ovation to Roman Polanski during that. Well, not to him himself because he's not allowed in the country. But when he mm. got the Oscar for the pianist, you know, she's clapping her heart out. And uh, you know, so Harvey gets kicked out of the Academy. Yet Roman Polanski's there, convicted rapist, yeah. and several other women in the states have accused him of rape. Yeah. Uh, one actually more recently, because there's been talk of the girl he was convicted of raping. She's kind of gone back and forth and saying like, "Well, we should, it's." It was a long time ago kind of thing. Like it's this whole ordeal has been a strain on her, which mm-hmm. I'm sure it has. She just kind of wants it to go away and let everything in the past be in the past. Right. Blah, blah, blah. And these other women are like, well, no, he raped me too. So no, it's not cool. Right. That type of thing. And it's like, he's still in the Academy. Academy fucking loves him. Bill Cosby's still in the Academy. <laughs> <laughs> he's, got, so... he's got retrial coming up. <laughs> So it's like, oh, let's let's pat ourselves on the back for kicking Weinstein out of the academy. Right. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Uh, some of these people are funny because, like, Meryl Streep, when you hear the speeches more recently of 
gender. Well, maybe she didn't give it. Um, Arquette gave the one speech um, about equal pay for women mm-hmm. and men, that type of thing. It's funny to me to hear that and then just kind of go along with some of this shit without saying anything because it's like what I'm not sure what you expect if you're not holding the people with the checkbook accountable mm-hmm. if they're degrading you to the point where they're harassing you constantly that goes for our, all the male and female actresses like if they feel like well they can they want the part and they just got to put out you think you're going to get more money like so everybody that's just kind of like well did you hear that that's eh, just how he is but I want more money it's like that doesn't make any fucking sense to me. It's like, it's so dumb. It's like... Arquette herself, I believe, actually talked about a similar experience she had with Weinstein, I believe. Sure. Um, and not to, again, but, not to say every single instance is illegal and should be brought up, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it goes, it's kind of that speaking truth to power. He's powerful as fuck. So everybody's scared to call him out because he'll end your career. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. And also, you'll be in the spotlight for something that you don't want to be in the spotlight about. So I get it, and you get all the risks involved and stuff. But the gender pay thing, it just I thought about it, and I was like, well, if all these women are being harassed and all these other celebrities know about it but aren't doing anything, why the fuck would anybody think you're going to get more money if guys like him who pay you <laughs> think they can treat you that way? Like mm-hmm. it just it doesn't make doesn't add up, so it's like it's so dumb to hear that. I get it. People with blinders on and they just champion equal pay, but let the harassment go on. Like <laughs> it doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's a tricky situation out there. Yep. I don't know. I mean, am I going to stop watching Quentin movies? Of course not. <laughs> um, I will. I guess applaud him just for Woody owning Allen. up to it, but. You just don't watch Woody Allen, Alan <laughs> Plansky. That's the I've still seen plenty of Woody what Allen What if movies. you? What if it comes out that Quentin knew, definitively, he saw it happen, and didn't do anything? Would you quit watching Quentin movies? Because uh, that's what he means. Saw it happen because he already he admitted that he he knew of some things. I don't think he. Well, let's say you learn the it. details. So, like, he's like it's a little more. It hits a little closer to home if you know the specifics. So, besides, like, so let's say he knew he raped. An actress. He knew it for a fact, but he did nothing. Mm. What does that do with your view of him and his movies? This goes back to our talk a long time ago. I know. <laughs> that would be a tough one. Because you, you grill Woody. Now, this is a little different in the sense that Quentin didn't do it. He mm-hmm. knew it, didn't. So it's, it is different no. compared to like Woody Allen and Roman Polanski. But does it change your view on his movies? It wouldn't change my view on his movies, I don't think. What if you found out Quentin was a racist? <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Would that change your view? Spike Lee's like, please let him be a racist. <laughs> been, everybody will hate him as much as I do. <laughs> that's what confuses me about him. Because it's like, well, you work as Sam Jackson. Why do you work as Sam Jackson? Because he works with Quentin constantly. Oh, yeah, he loves Quentin. Those are like his two main directors. Mm-hmm. Because he just jumps back and forth. Between both of them. Yeah. And you think Spike wouldn't put up with that. But. That'll be interesting to see what details. Yeah. Emerge on who knew what and when and that type of thing. I've also thought about maybe revisiting our stances on celebrities like that. 
because especially over the past couple of years or so, I've really come to the realization that there isn't one person in like the history of everything that wasn't at least partly like a piece of shit. <laughs> like I'm thinking about it, like I yeah, used to think like perfect. I used to think like oh Gandhi he seems infallible. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, I find out mm, he's kind of a fucking racist. <laughs> like when he's in South Africa and whatnot. He yeah, nobody's perfect. Pretty fucking racist. And some people are products of their time, I suppose. And it's what Martin Luther King. Like, yeah, that's another that's infidelity. Another thing. Like, yeah, it, I love Martin Luther King. And he's the symbol of peace and good and stuff, but he also. Cheat on his wife cheat constantly. People don't like, like talk about that. <laughs> John Lennon is all about peace and love, but he loved to beat women. Yeah. And he admitted as much. But I think that was an interview was within about a year of him dying, I think. Yeah. The interview where he's like, I was a hitter. Yeah. It goes. But, yeah. Peace and love, but I'm going to beat women. I suppose people can get their idea of anybody. And it's like, you forget that. Well, they're human, too. They fuck up. They do dumb shit, too. Yeah. I can say I've never hit a woman or raped <laughs> <Yeah>. anybody. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, Woody Allen, did you see he kind of came to Harvey's defense? He's cool. Like, let's... <laughs> He's like, no, let's let's not let this turn into a witch hunt now. <laughs> oh, that's right. I heard that. Yeah. I was like, could you just shut up? <laughs> He's like, you know what, Woody? Your point is at least partially valid, but not coming from you. <laughs> I was going to say you need somebody else to say it. <laughs> I get it, but you need somebody else to say it. Due process, all that stuff. So then the yeah. next time I hear anybody talk about how he's a comedic genius and beat off to him, I'm going to go, you heard what he said about Weinstein? <laughs> you know what he his history? Oliver Stone got flack for defending him, too, initially, and then he's had to clarify his comments. It's like, Oliver, you say it's a conspiracy? It's like, Oliver, you're a piece of shit, too. I've heard stories about you, too. I don't know what to think of Oliver Stone. <laughs> Especially lately, like I used to, oh, growing up, he was my favorite director until about. Well, he's an interesting dude, too. Early 2000s. Yeah. And he, you know, he had the Putin interviews earlier this year where he interviewed Vladimir Putin and they're on Showtime. I think I watched the first one and then I watched after that. And he, he interviewed uh, Fidel Castro back mm-hmm. in the day. And Chavez. So it was kind of cool. It was like. Uh, he just loves every enemy of the U.S. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but then it's like, well, well he's probably just going nuts. They're, you know, releasing the JFK files this week. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Saw that. I was like, fucking Oliver Stone is just really loving it. Get his hands on those JFK too. <laughs> <laughs> there really was a Mr. X. Speaking of, I I've, I went on a rant the other day about based on true stories. because Where I finished, did you go on a rant? With, with Sam. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> so what platform did you have to go on said rant? And I thought about JFK because I finished the book Lone Survivor, which mm-hmm. is way better than the movie. Uh, and it made me think differently of the movie and how misleading some of these based on the true story movies are to the point where it almost feels wrong. From the book, motherfucker, from the book. <laughs> uh, yeah, JFK is one of those. Because I also had a comment around the election season and somebody... I won't name them, picked, they voted for Trump because of how they viewed Hillary in uh, 13 Hours, you know, the movie about Benghazi. And I was like, 
that was their prime argument for really? like talking about it and we weren't <laughs> arguing it was just kind of like a discussion and i was like You're like michael bay <laughs> michael bay directed that <laughs> not even a good director <laughs> a lot of spin shots i'm, sh- I'm assuming a lot of low angle spin shots. That was his best reviewed movie in like since the nineties. <laughs> but in my head I started thinking, I was like, God, you know, it's it's kind of misleading and just a little reckless the more I think about it. Like and I, I need to put more thought on it. But these based on the true stories, they, the vast majority of people do not read hardcore in depth on one the movie and very few are reading the book too. I would mm-hmm. say percentage-wise. There's some that do. So that means a lot of people are basing their opinion on some of this shit strictly based off the movie. And just thinking about it, I'm like, God, that just, I don't know. I don't know if I'm into it. I don't know if I'm into it. <sighs> well, Jones, where do we go from here? I suppose we just talk about a movie we've seen or something. <laughs> Not how the show goes. <laughs> Is that how the show goes? Or does things change? What did you see, Clarice? What did you see? What did you see, Jones? So I saw... It was probably a while ago, but... A little while ago. It's been on since August. been about two months, damn near. Oh, yeah. So I saw this one in theaters, too, so this is even farther back. I saw Logan Lucky. Came out earlier this year. So Logan Lucky, um, directed by Steven Soderbergh. Which we've kind of discussed, it you know might be a little overrated. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot he did all the oceans movies. I'm like, they're not bad, but they're in, they're the fucking oceans movies. I mean, after eleven, it's like, well, why did you do twelve and thirteen? Right. It's like, God, you're just rolling in the checks. Uh, well, whatever. Topic then, for a different time, I guess. He's <laughs> like Jay Z. I'm just going to retire every two years to make a bunch of money off of my quote unquote last album, and right. then just come up with a new one the next fucking year. And then he did Magic Mike, and it got really good reviews. And in my head, I was like, Oh, it's Soderbergh, I guess, even though the topic's not crazy. And then, but then it's like, well, it's fucking Magic Mike too. At the end of the day, it's <laughs> like Jane Tatum was a stripper before he became an actor, so you don't have to teach him much. Take your shirt off, talk a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Anywho, Logan Lucky. Guide to recognizing your saints. <laughs> yeah. uh, stars Channing Tatum, Adam Driver, Daniel Craig. Uh, you got Katie Holmes in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will admit, because I've been tough on Katie Holmes. I don't know if I've been tough on her on the podcast or in just personal life. Well, sorry doesn't put the Triscuit crackers in my stomach. That does it, Carl. No, I was not going to apologize. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was more up to be an apology. No, I was going to say she she is working her way to redemption because she was actually not too bad in here. We'll apologize for nothing I formally said about her previous acting. Uh, <laughs> the last best like scene she was in was like the end of Batman Begins because they don't bring her back after that. So that was a plus. But uh, anywho. Um, who else is in this thing? Jim O'Hare, Riley Koo, um, I think I hit Seth MacFarlane. God, I don't remember him in there, but. Yeah, he has the crazy curly hair. I haven't seen it, but I've seen him in the trailers. He had the dark curly hair. He had a broken nose. Okay. And a white strip across it. Yep. So anyways, that's who's in it. Uh. (laughs) 
One sentence synopsis. Two brothers attempt to pull off a heist during a NASCAR race in North Carolina. So Channing Tatum and Adam Driver are the brothers trying to pull off the heist. Um, Logan Lucky I initially rated and eventually... Mm-hmm. But then I just thought more about it, and I was like, am I only doing it because it seems like it should be an eventually? I need a second watch on Logan Lucky. So you haven't seen Logan Lucky, so mm-hmm. I am going to be very curious your thoughts. Um, the movie overall is pretty good. Um, the story's good. I like the heist scenes and stuff like that. Um, Daniel Craig's funny. So is Channing Tatum a little bit. Um, there's just parts where it's almost not dramedy. It, it just... It wasn't as funny as I expected, I guess. Oh, and what's her fucking face? Million Dollar Baby's in here. Hillary Swank. Yeah. She does. She plays a detective, but she's doing some type of character bit where she's almost very robotic and, like, stiff. And But there's no explanation for it. It's just, like, I don't know if she's trying to do... I don't know, some type of film noir detective. I, it, it, was, it's, it was weird because it didn't fit anything else. Mm-hmm. And initially I was like, what's wrong with her acting? What's going on? And then I realized it's just part of the character. So you need to look out for that when you watch it because that actually ruined most scenes that she was in. <laughs> uh, because it just, it, it was odd. It was kind of off-putting a little bit. But uh, and I think that little things like that are why it's like, I'll give it an eventually because that's how I felt immediately after. But after a second or third watch, I might change my mind and knock it down to a last resort. Um, still funny, still worth a watch, I would say. But proceed with caution. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's 93% Rotten Tomatoes. Critics. Audiences give it 76. I'm closer to that, if not lower. Mm. Like in the 70 range, somewhere <clears throat> in there. 70, 75. Yeah. Could drop lower. Could. <laughs> Who's that? Is that your wife, Sam Jones? Trying to text you? The old ball and chain. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's it. It's Logan Lucky. All right. Well, I saw Blade Runner 2049. <laughs> And I'm hoping to be the proud owner of a new Blade Runner Ryan Gosling jacket. <laughs> the gas. It's the fucking gas, dude. If you'd like to help out the show, donate. Uh, send me Ryan Gosling's jacket. His duster from Blade Runner. Or money. Just send <laughs> cash. <laughs> oh, man. So, this came out in theaters just a uh, few weeks ago. I saw it at the uh, Zoo IMAX. Biggest screen in the state. Um <laughs> Nice. You like that? <laughs> little, little promo for the zoo. Yeah. I got to get it because I'm tired of these fake ass IMAXs. Tired of those. You go fools. to these AMCs and a couple of them have like decent size, but a lot of them are just regular screens with a little extra on top and bottom. Like, mm-hmm. oh, we got the aspect ratio correct. And I was like, yeah, well, it's still a fucking tiny screen <laughs> for IMAX purposes. These you are fast IMAX. You are like snobby it. about your IMAXs. <laughs> Well, you need. I think I think I've told you before. We're going to Southdale. They have IMAX screen. You're like, well, it's not a real IMAX screen. <laughs> it's not like the zoo. It's like I get it. It's the biggest in the state. <laughs> well, the Southdale. But Southdale is so much closer. Not have to get on a highway. 
<laughs> well, Southdale, I don't mind because I like the way their speakers are set up in there. It's pretty good sound in that IMAX theater. Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. Because at the zoo, it used to be like Zoo's just overly loud. Better. And now yeah. it's now it's not overly loud anymore. It's like Dark Knight, overly loud. No. It's not like that anymore. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. I remember was, Dark Knight, it was like, it was cool at first, and it was like, I can't understand Tom Hardy <laughs> because it's so fucking loud. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's too many theaters out there. That, yeah, we have IMAX, and it's, yeah, it's just like another screen. St. Michael. They still got the IMAX, I think. Uh, it's a different theater now. Okay. I don't even know if they actually have the IMAX anymore. Huh. But that was that. We saw the Dark Knight there. Yeah. Dark Knight Rises at the zoo, but right. I remember Dark Knight there was way too loud as Yeah, as I remember well. that too. When the bank I seen in the beginning, it was like it took yeah. you like a half hour to get used to the sound in the movie. It's like, ah, just piercing <laughs> my like, brain really? right now. Yeah, it sucks. But anyways, so yeah, I saw it on a big ass screen as as one should. But it was directed by Dennis Villeneuve. <laughs> <laughs> I always rush past his name because I'm always assume I'm getting it wrong. Uh, I believe he's French Canadian. I think so. Starring Ryan Gosling, Harrison Ford, Ana de Armas, Dave Bautista, or as Brett knows him, Bautista. <laughs> he's a man. Uh, Robin Wright, Mark Arnold, Wood Harris, Jared Leto. That's about it. Storyline. Uh, 30 years after the events of the first film, a new Blade Runner, LAPD Officer K, unearths the long-buried secret that has the potential to plunge what's left of society into chaos. K's discovery leads him on a quest to find Rick Deckard, a former LAPD Blade Runner who has been missing for 30 years. So, obviously there's a lot of expectations with a sequel to Blade Runner. Uh, As there should be. Yeah, I mean, Blade, Blade Runner Runner's excellent. It, it kind of flopped when it came out, but it's become a huge cult hit. And it was kind of... Ahead of its time. Yeah, ahead of its time, a little misunderstood when it came out, whatnot. I mean, I wouldn't say it was necessarily mismarketed, because I wasn't, you know, alive when it was marketing. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, going into it, the first time I saw it, I was expecting kind of like sci-fi action, edge of your seat, kind of adrenaline ride. And same here. Yeah, and it's First like th- that's that's not what Blade Runner is. No, it's a cool um, fight scene at the end. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, otherwise it's not like action packed Matrix yeah. style. It's very thought provoking and philosophical in its themes and mm-hmm. symbolism and kind of commentary and whatnot. Um, well, even the the book it's named after. Um, Why do androids not its... dream of electric sheep? Yeah. Like, if you'd have known, I think if I would have known that before I saw it for the first time, it might have made me think I was about to watch something a little different. From the book, motherfucker, from the book. <laughs> <laughs> I just love playing that goddamn book. I love it from, uh, well, we got rid of your, let him watch, so we had to get another Wolf of Wall right. Street in there. <laughs> um, let's see, Blade Runner 2049 is more of the same. It's longer by about... A half hour at least. You know I mean, depending on which cut of Blade Runner you're talking about. Because I think theatrical is about hour 57-ish. And 2049 is two hours and 44. It's a long movie. So, yeah, it's like another For 40 minutes. Yep. And 
there is more action in here, but it's also, like I said, longer movie. I mean, the first one is a detective story, obviously, but this one's almost more. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're both noirs. Yeah. But you kind of go on a deeper, I guess, journey on this one to try and crack the case and whatnot. I guess you just kind of go more places. You're going to see more of the Blade Runner world. Sure. But I would say it I would say it lives up to the original. Um, I loved it. I would give it a WTM watch this movie soonish. Nice. Might change it to an ASAP later. I don't know. I'm trying to not to give out ASAPs right away. I mean, last year we only gave out two technically, but this year I'm already, there's already two that I want to give it to. <laughs> this one and probably it comes at night. I just gave them both soonish. Yeah. We watch them later. ASAP almost has to, definitely has to be earned. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sometimes it's like, it's like a fine wine. You got to let the years go by to see if it's actually an ASAP. And especially this one, you're kind of leave the theater thinking about stuff. Mm-hmm. those are the best ones oh yeah and this one i was really af- affected kind of emotionally surprisingly leaving the theater like when the credits roll and <laughs> you're so sad you didn't have that jacket <laughs> yeah. i want that fucking jacket like, god damn i need that jacket <laughs> sorry giving remy's out here. <laughs> i can read between the lines when you say emotionally that's what you- i get it <laughs> Some folks call it cruising. <laughs> I go looking for a good time. Walter calls it Im- impacted emotionally. <laughs> uh, so walking out of the theater, walking down the, it's a long parking lot at the zoo. And I start, I was thinking about it more and more because I just walked out of the theater and my eyes started watering a little bit, started getting choked up a little bit. That's ever happened like. After I left the theater, like I don't really, I don't cry at movies really anyways. Sure. But sometimes, you know, if something affects me emotionally, maybe at the time, you know, my eyes start watering or whatnot, Mm -hmm. but not like a few minutes after the movie's already been over. There's some really uh, profound and, uh, you know, philosophical ideas in there that are, it's pretty heavy. Hmm. A lot to unpack. So I would definitely recommend it. Um, Harrison Ford is great when he's back in there. It's good to see him. Kind of his Deckard again. Is he in there a lot? He's, he's in not, there a decent the... amount. Okay. Like the movie's two hours and 45 minutes. You want me to tell you like what? No, no. I, I'm just curious. You know, when sometimes when you're remaking the old movie, you bring back the old mm-hmm. person, but it's like yeah, they're, it's they're in there a, a little bit. It, like it's almost feels like a cameo type thing. Mm. No, it's, it's oh, a okay. lot more than a cameo. All right. And he's pretty central to the story as well. All right. Yeah, kind of that idea, too, mm-hmm. instead of kind of a side thought, just to tie him. Gosling's great again. Fucking guy never disappoints. Fucking kills it. Let's try and think right now of a Gosling movie we don't like. I don't know if you can really count The Notebook or not. So I wouldn't even say, I wouldn't say I like it, but I would say it's popular enough that it gets a pass. Yeah. That's kind Especially of my with the females. Like, coming from high school to now... That movie still gets mentioned randomly as like rom com, not rom com, like romantic movie, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that one gets a pass in my eyes. But I mean, we always joke about Remember the Titans. That's <laughs> yeah. not even a bad movie. Like, yeah, it is for what? Nah, for what? For what it is, <laughs> it's meant as like a Family Channel movie. So, at the time it came out, it was a good movie. Right. Does not hold up. That's that why way. that one's. You can't. I mean, I guess that's the worst one I can think of. Yeah. Of the goss. 
Should we try to look it up? <laughs> I suppose you can. Drive. That was a real piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's only got 43 acting credits. Well, you're doing that. I suppose we can give a little update. Um, Jones, Gangster Squad. I never saw Gangster Squad. Neither, neither have I, actually. But I heard bad things. But I'm sure he's good in it. <laughs> right. He's probably fine. <laughs> All right, um, go ahead. I'll interrupt and say fine. Okay. <laughs> Jones, you know, finally is back. So I uh, was able to show him the new intro. And he liked what he heard. So we're fine-tuning it now. And I'm not sure if it'll be actually before this episode. Because that we might, I might be able to finish it before I post this, but I'm guessing not because I'm backlogged a little bit trying to post the Prowler, uh, a movie leftover of the Prowler, which Brett and I just did uh, last week, and then uh, we have this, and you and I are going to record a breakdown of The Witch right after this, which will kind of be the last movie of our horror extravaganza this year, which is smaller than we wanted it to be because we've all been busy. You've been gone. I've been it's been crazy busy at the theater. I had your wedding, sports stuff. Um, sports. Gra- grandma's not doing so hot. So, so I've been Shout back out to the home. grandma. Yeah. So I've been back home for that. Yeah, just a lot of shit going on, especially with this new intro. Um, so Brett and I talked about just making the Christmas season a horror Christmas season. Talk about all the Christmas horror movies. Like Silent Night, Deadly Night. Black Christmas, maybe a couple other ones. We, we talked about non-traditional Christmas movies last year for an episode. Mm-hmm. We talked about Krampus a little bit. Yeah. But I think we could expand on that. Do some Christmas horror stuff. That'd be cool. We wouldn't have to do exclusive. We could still do a fun, like, kind of silly. You know, we did Jingle All the Way last year. Mm-hmm. We'd do something else like that again if we wanted. That'd be cool. Yeah, we can make it up. Although November, we're going to take it off from horror probably do something else turkey movies turkey movies oh planes trains and automobile that's a thanksgiving movie um scary movie two. he bangs a turkey at the dinner table. <laughs> <laughs> fuck the shit out of it. <laughs> i don't even know what that is but i like that too <laughs> you find any more bad gosling movies um no uh, not really I guess none that I recognize besides those. Fun fact, Gosling was in fucking an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh, shit. He was also in an episode of Goosebumps. Oh, damn. We need to find those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, other than that. Uh, I have a couple Goosebumps on uh, VHS. Which one is it? Um, Say Cheese and Die. He's Greg Banks. <laughs> Greg Banks. <laughs> I think I had uh, Don't Go Into the Basement on VHS. And then I had another one. I think it was the mask one where you put on the mask and one come off. Oh, sure. That was yeah. one of the first ones, too. No Say Cheese and Die. No, didn't have that one. It's probably the best one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, anything else you want to add? Nope. Fine. Well, welcome back to the show. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I also foresee a top five list of Gosling jackets in the near future. <laughs> There's plenty to be had. There's tons. 
Guy's a killer with the jackets. He kills it. He probably has a similar thing to like Daniel Craig, like in the Bond movies. Daniel Craig picks out his own wardrobe and whatnot. He picks out the suits and stuff. Oh, does he really? I yeah, he talked that. about it on the Nerdist podcast when they were interviewing him. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Like even the first one he was in? Or did he was he able I, to do it after that? They didn't get into specifics like that, but this was before Spectre. It was like in the lead up to Spectre coming out. Gotcha. I believe. Yeah. So I believe they were, it was kind of like in that time frame. So I guess Spectre had already been made. But sure. I'm guessing at least Skyfall and Spectre, he was able to do it. I know like Tom Ford designed some of the suits. And some of the suits are, you know, designed by others. Right. But Tom Ford's a popular designer of at least the Craig suits. Sunglass guy. Yeah. <laughs> Nocturnal animals. <laughs> Nocturnal animals? <laughs> That's all for that one? Huh? That was a good one. Nocturnal animals? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Did you say eventually? Oh, I wouldn't say. I definitely wouldn't say Last Resort. It's Michael Shannon's in there. You can't give a Michael Shannon movie a Last Resort, I don't think. I guess it's eventually and donnie darko so what do you mean well Tom gyllenhaal Ford. is in there oh yeah well yeah darko i mean <laughs> it's fucking homer you give it to the darks <laughs> homer hiccup <laughs> his last name was hiccup in that movie i don't know i probably got that wrong <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure you did it's the october sky you're talking about right hiccup that's Hickam. his name that's close <laughs> hiccup <laughs> Homer Hiccup. Um, Homer Well, you know what the folks at home should do? They should do us a big favor and rate and review on iTunes. How they've been doing Stitcher. on that? They haven't been doing much. <laughs> <laughs> we get a lot more subscribers lately. Not a lot more reviews, though. Boners. Yeah. <laughs> get Help together. us out with that. That would be awesome, people. That'd be um, awesome. Subscribe. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at watchthis underscore movie. Check out our website at wtmwatchthismovie.com and email us at watchthismovie at yahoo.com. Suggestions, criticisms, whatever you want to do. I'm alone. I'm bored. <laughs> Talk to me. <laughs> All right. Other than that, we will check you later. Guess we'll see you around. All right. Check you later. Bye. Bye. Man, why are you always such a dork, man? What are you talking about? Chicky later. Chicky later. <laughs> hey, man, you off my case.